Welcome to Life Unedited. I'm your host, John Aberly. Hope all is doing well out there. I want to say hi to my friends in China. Again, I noticed they downloaded my podcast about 300 times this week. So uh, again, thank you very much. Today, my guest is Joseph Williams. He wrote a book, Who Do You See in the Mirror? In a, he, he worked as a baggage handler for about seven years while he was working on his Ph.D., and he saw a lot of interesting things. And we're going to delve into those interesting, interesting things today because, let's face it, we all want to know what happens to our baggage. What happens when it gets to the airport, we drop it off with the sky cap or what have you, and where does it go? Joseph, welcome to the show. Good morning. I uh, thank you for asking me. Ah, uh, trust me, this is this is going to be a light show, and, and and I'm going to enjoy this. I have to ask you now, straight up. Now you're going for your PhD. Why would you take a job working at the airport uh, over down in uh, uh, Vegas? Why would you do that? Well, most of my experience has been in management. I was 30 years in management. I worked for Johnson Johnson. And back east, uh, okay. and I also worked for Mary Merrill Dow. So I really didn't have any real life hands on working as an hourly employee. So, in order for me to get that, I say, well, gee whiz. And, and I had already planned on, you know, writing the book, okay. but I said, I want to be able to go and not to use the traditional way of getting the data. I wanted to get the data firsthand, unfiltered, being one of the persons that I was trying to observe to get the behavior. That way it's a little bit more realistic, you know, and okay. that way I, you know, by having the using the traditional method, you get a tape recorder, you sit there and talk, and people usually tell you what, you think you want to hear. Understandable. And this time it was, it was pretty raw. So I love that doing that doing that method. So you end up doing. What did your wife think? I mean, I'm curious. What 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 was her take on this? Well, her first thing is she said, "Hey, look, uh, are you crazy?" Yes, but I, that's exactly what I thought she said. <laughs> yeah, I said, but this is the way you, re you you really get the data. I mean, I want realistic thing. I don't want theory concept. I want to see it for myself. I want to feel it. And I want to be in the spot and see how I behave myself, how much, how much of it is going to affect my behavior, because I have principles, but does it affect mine? So that's what I was able to do, and, and I enjoyed doing that. I tell you, it was, it was, it was really enlightening. Now, did you handle as a sky cap, or did you handle strictly behind the scenes as far as when it got passed off? No, I was right there in you know working for one of the big major airlines, and, and I, I can use it U, U.S. Air, okay. America West, uh, and I was there. As soon as the bag comes down from the conveyor belt after you check the bag, I'm the one that would take that bag, put it on a cart, and responsible for getting that bag to the flight or either just reverse, picking up from a flight and get it back to the conveyor to get you your back when, you, when it comes down to carousel for you to pick it up. I did it all. You know, I did it that and then uh, uh, marshalling planes in when they come in. Okay. You know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I tell you, I never did done something like that. Well, it's totally <laughs> different to what you did. For, it's yeah. totally different for what you did for 30 years, and I can relate to that, getting involved in radio uh, as far as being sale, in sales and marketing. It's a totally different 
uh, mindset, and I have to admit, I enjoy it far more than I enjoy working in the business world. I'm being, I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'd say that too. I'd say, gee whiz, this is pretty nice, you know. I, I mean, that, I always wanted to drive one of those tugs anyway. Ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think my education was is wasted. <laughs> to be honest at this point, I think twenty years. I think twenty years in business have been wasted for me as well. You know, if I'm sitting here behind a mic and instead of sitting in front of you know twenty, thirty, or forty people giving a, a sales and marketing preview, yeah, yeah, things have changed. We're talking to Joseph Williams. He has written the book "Who Do You See in the Mirror." It basically chronologically <laughs> basically gives the background of him working at the uh, international airport in Vegas, and he, he basically is going to tell us where did your baggage go, and we've kind of started a little bit. Now, when it leaves my hands, mm-hmm. now it goes in these little conveyor belts. How big is this system behind the scenes? I mean, what are we talking about as far as size and you know and the complexity of it? Well. The conveyor belt can be anywhere from a block long. Wow. Of that because, you know, it goes through curves and all this, you know, and they keep adding to it, okay? So you do get some wear and tear, uh, you know, back as, as it comes down to conveyor. But when it comes down to the final conveyor, where a human has to now handle the bag, of course, you know, and that's where you 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 be, you're able to get some other uh, wear and tear there. But there's also an electronic system that reads the barcode. You know, they put the little tag on on your bag, but there's a barcode on that with a lot of information. It has your name, you know, identify the passenger's name and things of this nature. And those those are the electronic things. But theoretically, if you lose your bag, actually, if your bag does not get to the Point from point A to point B, where you're going, the human factor. I always call this the human factor. That human factor failed the system because the automatic did okay in reading the uh, the barcode and getting it to where it's supposed to go, but a human has to put it from the cart, and from the cart it goes into the bin to the bag. Someone missed the read of the uh, city codes. And we had a saying, if you touch a bag, you read the tag. Somebody didn't read it that day. <laughs> Interesting. So definitely the human factor plays a big role, which, which I think most people would, would understand. Now, what about security? Now, things have changed dramatically in the last 10, 15 years based on 9-11. What, what about security as far as, you know, who's looking at this? Where is it going? Uh, you know things along those lines. Okay, Se- security. Of course, you know you got the your TSA. You know, which is the big. Uh, you know, looking at the security there. But you also have cameras all over the place. When I say when I'm when I'm performing a, a, a task of of, of uh, moving your bag from the conveyor belt to a cart, you have cameras looking. Everywhere, okay, and that's what I—it I, kind of boggles my mind when I hear people say, you know, you know, sometimes you you get people going into bags and and you know and try to steal things. Yeah, I was going to ask you that how, next. Yeah, yeah. I said, how in the world, or uh, what was that person thinking when he knows 
that he is on camera up there. <laughs> <laughs> looking at I mean, I mean, matter of fact, it's like smile. You on candid camera while you while you are sitting there still in the back. And how would you ever think that you would be able to get? away with something like that. That's what bothered my And there were, you know, I mean, said, I didn't see a lot of that myself, okay? okay. Uh, it was very, 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 very small uh, there. But then you have another situation, whereas when you get a passenger trying to get out of here real quick and forget to zip up, the, you know, the, the bag that they do, and then you get all of the, the some of the clothes coming down from the conveyor that have fallen out of the bag. And then the job is, golly, what do you do when you get, uh, uh, you know, some clothing there coming out? And, you know, you got to find out which one of the bags did it come out of. You're trying to match it up? You're trying to match it up. Oh, that's like playing. Yeah, I mean, that's almost impossible, I think. I know it's almost impossible, but it was, it was funny, though. One time that happened, and it was a... Lingerie uh, underwear coming down from a female uh, there, and everybody was trying to figure out what bag they, they put in it, and somebody said, well, let's put it in that one. I said, do you realize what you're doing? Do you, that person could get to that point and are either going home and finding a pair of lingerie that didn't belong in there, and what do you think his wife is going to say about that? Well, that's it, and that's it, and exactly it. You could be setting somebody up, they don't even know it. That's right, you set this up, and you know, to do that. I said, I would do it. You turn that in, you know, you just take that piece of uh, article and, and just turn it in and let other people worry about that. Don't 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 you try to fix it because you can really screw somebody up at the end. And I'm almost sure I'm almost sure it happened several times. Well I was gonna ask now up here at the Philadelphia International Airport we had a situation where there was a team of people working together and they were stealing from the luggage. Mm-hmm. And they did eventually get caught. And I, I, I guess my question would be what is the best time to steal from someone's luggage during the process? When would be the, the time you would give that a shot if, if that's what you wanted to do? That You know, working around the clock, okay, you work 24 hours just about at any place. The cameras run 24 hours. Theoretically, that is, in terms of you taking some kind of a risk, that is no time that the camera is turned off. So where would, you know, where would you sit there and say, okay, let, let me see, let me try when a whole lot of, let's say it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and maybe it's not a whole lot of people there. You may be able to do that, but the cameras are running 24 hours a day. So I don't think that is a very good chance. That is a risk. And some people get desperate to point and go ahead and and, and um, take that risk. I can't, I'm so sorry, I that shocks me. That, that yeah, totally, I, I, mean, about it. I can't believe that. I mean, it, it shocked me as much as, you know, as anything. I, I, I just can't not think that way. <laughs> now, what's it like, you know, the shift work you were saying, it's 24 hours on? and then uh, 24 hours off? Yeah, yeah. It's very few time. I mean, you may have one spot there where, you know, you don't have two, you know, flights coming out, uh, I would say, about three or four, maybe three hours, okay? And that way, of course, you know, you could probably go in some area. But, again, I'm always – when I work there, I always say somebody's watching me every minute of the day. So why would I, since I know that, why would I ever think that, that, that I won't 
be uh, put myself at risk if I was going to take it. Take, you know, be able to steal something. I but, love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. We're going to come back. We're talking to Joseph Williams. He has written the book. Who do you see in the mirror? Basically, it gives his account of seven years working at the International Airport in Las Vegas. He's going to walk us through what happens to our luggage. Be back in a few moments. Hi, I'm Perry Ritchie from Advent Nutrition, and I'm inviting you to listen to WCHE's premier nutritional information show, Mission Nutrition. Tune in every Tuesday afternoon from 4 to 4.30. I'll be discussing the most current research findings and therapies available in all areas of health, from how to lose weight and keep it off to managing a host of other medical conditions, from insulin resistance to heart disease, fibromyalgia to osteoporosis, autoimmune disease, menopause, cancer support, and more. So please join me. I'll introduce you to special guests, great programs, and an open line every week so you can call in and ask questions to get and keep you feeling fit, happy, and healthy. So tune in every Tuesday from 4 to 4.30, right here on 1520 AM WCHE Westchester. Remember, your health is your responsibility. So let's take charge of it together. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air broke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. Matt Lombardo, passionate, opinionated, and the voice of the Philadelphia fan. He went way too far with these comments. There's something to be said for someone who wishes ill will on another person because these aren't anatomic robots that we're talking about. These are individuals, these are human beings with feelings, with families, with personal lives and professional lives. And Burley saying he wished that Michael Vick was injured during his comeback, not only is it bad karma from one athlete coming to another, but I think it's a sign of mental weakness. Catch the Matt Lombardo Show weekdays at 2 on 1520 WCHE. For a lighthearted look at issues affecting seniors, the baby boom generation, and their families, including finances, care, the law, and decisions the over 50 generation face every day, tune in to WCHE's 50 Plus Planning Ahead. The show is co-hosted by elder law attorney Janet Colleton and Phil McFadden, co-owner of Homestead Senior Services. 50 Plus Planning Ahead airs Wednesday afternoons at 4.30 p.m. Janet and Phil will be joined by guests who will discuss what we do when we get older and how to assist our parents with their needs. 
So tune in Wednesdays at 4.30 p.m. for 50-plus Planning Ahead on your home for local news, talk, sports, and entertainment. WCHE 1520 AM. Welcome back to Life Unedited. I'm your host, John Aberly. Today my guest is Joseph Williams. He has written a book, Who Do You See in the Mirror? It is going over his seven years of working at the uh, International Airport down in Las Vegas. He's going to walk us through what happens to our luggage the moment it leaves our hands. And, and, and thus far, it's been, it's been real interesting. So, Joseph, when we laughed, last left, I was curious about the working conditions themselves. Now, you're out there. Now, aren't you pretty well exposed to the elements? Big button, I'm sorry. Aren't you, I'm sorry, we had a little blip there. Uh, the working, the elements in which you work in, aren't you pretty much exposed to the outside constantly? Absolutely. Okay. Unless you are assigned to the back room itself. The back room itself, you are exposed inside. But other than that, that's the only time that you are. Uh, that and when you're in the bin of the plane itself, you inside, the person who's inside in the bin that receives the bag as it comes up from the conveyor, you know, wants to deliver to the, to the plane, then you're also inside. And, of course, a lot of people during a hot part of Vegas, and yes. you know sometimes it gets everybody is jockeying for getting inside the bin or they're jockeying for getting inside the back room. <laughs> yeah, dehydration, I guess, takes over. You're looking for uh, air conditioning. I've been down to Vegas. I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> yeah, that's right. this. this is too much. Now, you got a chance to drive the cart didn't you? What's oh, it like to drive that cart? <laughs> oh, golly, that was it, was it was a lot of fun, really, I tell you, you know. But they do have a safety valve on them. You, you can only drive it uh, at a certain speed. They have what's called a, a little device that they put on it uh, that will never, never take it any uh, faster than 25 miles an hour. So that, that helps things there. But to, but. This is where, of course, you get some of your damage in your bag. So you're going to get your damage basically from moving it from the conveyor belt to the cart. And from and when you're taking out to the cart, sometime I've seen, and again, this is not a lot of uh, time I've seen that, the bags fall off. In other words, the, the person improperly stack the bag on the cart and they fall off. And then I've seen some of them being run over by the cart itself, <laughs> you know, and that's where you get the ba- you know, your damage. And then going up, of course, the other place is going from the conveyor belt up into the bin, just at the top of the bin, if they don't put them on the bin correctly, they'll fall from that, you know, from that height, and that height can, you know, can, can be fairly high for some of those things. <laughs> and they'll fall off as well again, but that's where you get basically your you know uh, your um, your damage, and I was trying to think of one other area. One other area is that when you don't, you have a, a maybe a, a handle, not a handle, but a strap on on your uh, bag, and didn't put it inside. It get caught okay. into it get caught in the conveyor belt, and then other bags will be bamming into it, and et cetera. So those are the three key areas where you get you know get a lot, you know get some damage in there. What happens when the conveyor belt goes down? Or is that, I assume that's oh, really rare. What happens when that occurs, though? Oh, God. Then, <laughs> then you become manually. You know, you have to go and switch manually. you got people going up on the conveyor belt, and then also you got, uh, you know, you, you can't, Send them down to the conveyor belt. You have people have to come and get them directly from the you know from the gate as not the gate but the uh, ticket agent as they come in, and you you know 
put them in something, and then you carry them, carry them, uh, you know, manually down to you know to to the area uh, where they uh, must catch the plane. So, and that has happened at time, but uh, usually they they have a pretty good system of having people get that conveyor belt up as soon as possible if it goes down. But uh, we've had that had that same thing, and then things kind of get chaotic a little bit. <laughs> What's the uh... What's the uh, pay like? Is it, is it half decent? Cause I'm pretty sure you guys were union, right? Well, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and by the way, that's the first time I've ever been part of a union in my life. Okay, that was it. Yeah, I, you got I, to see the other side. Oh, yeah, and I had to see the other side. I said, if I'm going to write a book on irresponsible and responsible behavior, and that's, and that's really, my book is, who do you see in the mirror? But the subtopic is changing irresponsible behavior to responsible behavior in the workplace. And that's the key, you know, the whole thing. And I, if, if I wanted to be able to write a book on that, I wanted to be able to see both sides of it. And, and, and that gave me that chance to do that. And, and, uh, and to see, back in, when I was working for Johnson Johnson back east in New Brunswick, uh, when I was in management, I mean, every time I turn around and pick up a box or so, I'd get a grievance written up on me. Joseph, I had the same thing. I was when I first uh, came out of the military and, and, and was working for a company doing sales and marketing. They sent me to Chicago for a uh, trade show, and here I am. I started putting together, you know, my little booth. You would think I had killed somebody. <laughs> because the union people came running over, and I'm looking at them. They're coming at me, and I'm like, wow, what happened? You know, and all of a sudden, they're, like, yelling. I'm like, whoa. You know, I was, like, 22. You know, you just, you don't, <laughs> yeah, right. I was all set to, like, start beating people or something. I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, I moved this box from about three feet. I took a box from this, you know, this point, and I moved it three feet and sit down, and he said, you're doing my job. Exactly. What? I, I'm what? doing your job. I mean, you got to be kidding. You mean I'm going to call you over here to move this book, uh, this box, which weighed about uh, four, four or five pounds? <laughs> to, you know, get you. Come on, give me a break. You know? <laughs> hey, that, that's that's the thing, though. It's it's it, we we could go on about the union situation forever. You saw you saw both sides of it. Now, is there any kind of is any luggage treated more? Well, I got a better question. What happens when it's a dog or it's an animal? How do you guys handle that one? Oh, well, <laughs> the, no, we have to. That one, you don't send the, that dog down in the conve- you know, through the conveyor. Okay. okay. Usually a, a person is going to come up and get that, you know, that, that person, I mean, that dog in and carry it hand down. You know, we just don't want to, uh, you know, Oh, that'd be caused cool, any though. damage to that, you know, to that dog and et cetera, like that. And the same thing about uh, people who uh, we are shipping. Believe it or not, we give a lot of honor to the people who, let's just say they own a trip and they somehow had an accident and died. And we're shipping the body back. Theoretically, when we put that body back into the vacuum, that that. Uh, Cassidy has a private uh, little area that we put them. We don't mix that dead body in the casket with all the other bags. Well, I hate to see luggage being rested on top of it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They get a big fact, I call it first class. <laughs> how often <laughs> does that occur? Joseph, <laughs> in your seven years there, how often did that occur where a person on vacation would pass away and they had to ship the body back? Is that something you saw oh, frequently? God, happens yeah. a lot? Oh yes, I mean wow. I was up in the bin, and there was one guy just oh he was he was really afraid of dead people. Okay, 
<laughs> and he was up in the bin, and boy, he just absolutely freaked out. He said he's got this this him and this dead person up there in the casket, and he said, "No, I'm not going. You got to send somebody up there and and finish loading this bag. I'm not going to do this." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I can understand the. Uh the, the fear factor there. That's just yeah, yeah. I tell you, it was it, it was funny. I tell you, but I, I tell you, the best of jokes, you know, that I learned when I first got there, and they always told me that. They said, you know what? Always be, and this is my warning to all of the pastors: be good to the ticket agent. That you want to always be friends with them. Okay. Okay. Because what happens, and I hear the story, and I don't know how true it is, but it was one passenger that was just reaming out that ticket agent. I mean, he was just reaming up and down, just using type of language that wow. you really shouldn't be using. And this uh, um, ticket agent was just smiling and just absolutely taking it as it come and just, 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 just smile. And this other passenger would just be looking at this person and say, golly. And when he got up and he said, this passenger was just reaming you out. And you were just smiling and, and was happy and, and all that. How do you do something like that? He said, how are you able to you know, keep your calm? and thing? He said, oh, that's very easy. He said, well, what is it? He said, well, you see, that guy just brought a ticket, and he's going to New York. But his bag is going to California. <laughs> he, he, he has a way of getting back back at you. So I say, be, here's, here's a word to the wise. Hey, be nice to your ticket agent. <laughs> I think I'll pass that on to the people I know that fly. I, I fly semi-often, but I think I'll pass that on. <laughs> I love that story. That story is going to be told today when I get back home. Oh, my God. Now, for security reasons, is it is it the TSA that's going through the luggage to, to, with the hands, or are you guys expected to do some of that too to kind of look around for anything that might be wrong? Well, TSA does most of it. Okay, okay? and now uh, you know when you check a bag, you're not allowed to lock it unless you lock that bag with a master key, a, ma a master lock. Okay. See, a lot of companies now are, are providing uh, you with a master lock where the TSA, when they do the electronic, because every bag that is being put on the plane is go through some kind of electronic screening. And if they see something unusual, they're going to have to go inside and, you know, and examine that. So there's a master uh, lock that you can uh, buy, and they have a master key, and they will be able to go into that bag without cutting, you know, the, yeah. the lock itself. So, so that's the way around it. But they do most of the hand screening of the stuff, okay. you know. Yeah, so that that's good. Deal. But the word to the wise: never, never put anything of value into a check bag. You always carry, carry those on. You just don't do that. I love it. I love it. We're talking yeah. to Joseph Williams. He has written the book, Who Do You See in the Mirror? It is his, he's written about his experience seven years working in Vegas International Airport. We are following point A to point B where your luggage goes. We'll be back in a few moments. Yeah, 
How many of you love to read? That's great, because there's a new show on WCHE called The Avid Reader, hosted by Sam Hankin. Mr. Hankin owns the Wellington Square Bookshop in Exton, and it's been named the best independent bookstore by the Mainline Today editors, featured on the cover of Chester County Life magazine, a featured article in the Daily Local News, and Sam Hankin has one of the most breathtaking bookstores in all of Chester County. Well, fortunately for all of us avid readers, Sam Hankin will be reviewing some of the best-selling books and authors during his show on Mondays at 4.30, right here on 1520 WCHE Radio. So tune in and call in Mondays at 4.30 for the Avid Reader Show, hosted by the owner and operator of the Wellington Square Bookshop, Sam Hankin. Every 28 seconds, a car in the U.S. is stolen. Don't become the next victim. In times like these, a little extra precaution can go a long way. Never leave your keys in the ignition. Always lock doors and keep windows closed. Equip your car with an alarm or other theft deterrent device. If you become a victim of auto theft, report it immediately to your local law enforcement agency. To learn more about protecting yourself from auto theft, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Perry Ritchie from Advent Nutrition, and I'm inviting you to listen to WCHE's premier nutritional information show, Mission Nutrition. Tune in every Tuesday afternoon from 4 to 4.30. I'll be discussing the most current research findings and therapies available in all areas of health, from how to lose weight and keep it off to managing a host of other medical conditions, from insulin resistance to heart disease, fibromyalgia to osteoporosis, autoimmune disease, menopause, cancer support, and more. So please join me. I'll introduce you to special guests, great programs, and an open line every week so you can call in and ask questions to get and keep you feeling fit, happy, and healthy. So tune in every Tuesday from 4 to 4.30, right here on 1520 AM WCHE Westchester. Remember, your health is your responsibility. So let's take charge of it together. Matt Lombardo, passionate, opinionated, and the voice of the Philadelphia fans. He went way too far with these comments. There's something to be said for someone who wishes ill will on another person because these aren't anatomic robots that we're talking about. These are individuals, these are human beings with feelings, with families, with personal lives and professional lives. And Burley saying he wished that Michael Vick was injured during his comeback, not only is it bad karma from one athlete coming to another, but I think it's a sign of mental weakness. Catch the Matt Lombardo Show weekdays at 2 on 1520 WCHE. Welcome back to Life Unedited. I'm your host, John Averly. Today, my guest is Joseph Williams. He has written the book, Who Do You See in the Mirror? Basically, it is giving a point A to point B look at where your luggage goes. Joseph, give us a place where we can pick the book up. You can pick up the book at, uh, you can go to dot www.drjawcsms.com, and that's my website, uh, but you can also pick it up at Borders, Barnes oh. & Noble, Amazon, and I just released the uh, e-book just about three months ago, and that book right now is the number two highest rating book in the nation. 
Interesting. Out of 33,000 books that was released on ebook at Smashword, my book right now ranks number two, and I would and I would predict that by the end of this month, that book would be the number one highest rated, which is five stars, uh, in in the nation. So. It's a pretty good. It's a really good book. I'm excited about it, and uh, and one of the key things is it's a book that is that has never been written since behavior scientists gurus have been writing books. I offered a I presented in the book what is called the human C A B L E system, and I am the developer of it and also own the own that own that uh, process. And what it does is isolates the five elements of human behavior, consequence, attitude, behavior, learning, and environment. And I developed a formula to restructure that. And I didn't present the book by just giving you the technical. I use stories. I don't know if you read uh, Who Moved My Cheese no. uh, um, by Dr. Spencer Tracy. But I use uh, also... Uh, Stories, real life stories, and that's then that's the difference between my book and, and and the theory book. I use real life stories, and you'll be able to see the, that in the book. And I'm excited about it. Excellent, excellent, mm-hmm. Joseph. Let me ask this one now. When you started this, and then you ended it seven years, mm-hmm. did you see anything that shocked you? Anything that you didn't expect, either way, either positive or negative? Well, the only thing that then stood out, well, actually, that, that stood out on me was when, when I, we had a, a, I guess, a flight that, you know, you, usually when, you, when, when flights are, are late or leaving late or, or coming, you know, late, you can blame it on either the weather or you can blame it on a crew didn't show up. Well, this uh-huh. time we had a situation where, the plane while it was coming into the uh, into the gate, it was actually hijacked by some bumblebees. <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm telling the there was a swarm of bees that came down and covered the AC unit that we use as you know, to give power, so that the plane can use the air condition. And why it's parked, and the 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 bees just swarmed it, and that plane was delayed three hours because we had to call some bee experts to get the bees off, and we and we had to switch the passengers from that plane to another plane to, to to get them out on you know fairly on time but not not quite on not time. Not so but much there. That was a shock. I mean I never expect to see some bumblebees coming at the airport <laughs> and, and hijacking the plane while it was sitting there parked. Now, <laughs> so that's about the unusual thing that I, I really ran into. But nothing nothing that really shocked me. Um specifically when you you, you know you deal with the management and, and the and the union. Uh, and that's what uh, a lot you can see that in my book, and and it's happening not only just in airports, it happened in, in you know in our government, it's happening into all co- sorts of companies, it happened into schools, it happened into churches. My my book carries human behavior, responsible and irresponsible behavior, to every organization that is on the planet. 
and that's what I'm, you know, what I intended to do, and it has a good workbook in it that if once you read that book, it actually can change irresponsible behavior to response behavior. So you really, you really do. took a lesson. You really had a lesson in human behavior and human dynamics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you see, that's interesting to me. Joseph, again, real quick, give us your uh, site where we can pick up the book. Okay, you can pick up the book. Go to www.drjawcsms.com, and you you should be able to get every point that you can pick up the book. You can pick up at Amazon.com. You can pick it up at Borders.com and BarnesandNoble.com and AtlasBook.com. I mean, it's it's all over, and and hopefully it will be uh, the number one bestseller all over the globe. That is excellent. Now, Joseph, to get a little bit more in-depth, now things falling out of luggage, different things happening, anything that would kind of shock us, maybe uh, adult toys or something along those lines, anything that you wouldn't expect to see? Well, <laughs> to me, see, when it, I wouldn't really actually expect anybody to be as I call it, <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I put this right. Uh, well, no, 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 and and steal something. I, I wouldn't expect that. That, that. that that to me is just shocking. I know they they'll do that, but I would think that it, it's about as shocking as you know seeing a a congressman just, just resign in New York. Yes. Uh, that was what's called dumb. Uh, okay. Yeah, my wife and I had that conversation. There's a whole story there. But I guess my question is, anything unusual fall out of the luggage? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Go yeah. ahead. Give us yeah. the unusual. G-strings. <laughs> G-strings. And also you had a uh, a vibrator. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yes, yeah. As a matter of fact, we, and, and the key to that, and um, to the passengers, please take the batteries out. Before. They buzz. Sometimes they buzz. <laughs> Before you put those on the plane, please, please take those out. You, you, you don't want to, to, see, <laughs> to, see, to see the vibrator going down. Uh, <laughs> I've read stories about that. They don't know what's buzzing. They have to pull the baggage out, and then they have to go rooting through it, and they find out what it is. Now, That's right. That's correct. You see a lot of that. <laughs> now, I, I, <laughs> now, I guess my next question would be, I guess it's a little difficult, as we talked before, to find the rightful owner. The yeah. the suit. I guess you might be jamming it in any suitcase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the key. I mean, unless you could, you know, if it comes directly behind the back or mm -hmm. really down on side of the bag, then you could pretty well, you know, do do that. You say, okay, great. That that, and then you know that that. You, you can see that they forgot to zip up their bag. That's a pretty easy one, okay? But when they the bag come down, and then later on the you know the article come down, that's when it's a little bit more difficult to try to sit there and uh, uh, you know figure out which bag. What we say, well, hey, you know, here's something what we could do. We could go and make sure we got some plastic you know, wear a plastic glove, and we could go out there in front and then say, oh, excuse me, uh, 
you see, is, does anybody own this? <laughs> and then, the, oh, yeah, okay, that's your bag, and then we can get their name. We, did, you know, we tried to do that one time. We said, and we had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> I bet you did behind the scenes. I know I would. <laughs> and the people were very embarrassed, especially it depends upon the type of article we had to do. <laughs> oh, that's great. That, that is, this, is, this is the nightmare of having uh, your luggage taken from your hand and going through a process. That's Oh, yeah. That, that's too much. That gets me. Now, tell me about um, famous people. Anyone you ever dealt with that was private, that was going on private planes? I do know they, they are used a lot. Yes. Um, I was trying to think of the um, – it was a diplomat coming from one of the eastern eastern uh, countries. And I just uh, – and I, I don't know the one that I, I – uh, right now, but they come in kind of in a very private plane. Okay. And when they do that, the entourage that they bring with them is just, I mean, it is just a lot of people. And there's one uh, high politician or a king that was had a just a slew of females with with them. <laughs> Saudi Arabia, maybe a Saudi oh, yeah, Saudi yeah, prince. Arabia, yeah. <laughs> and to see them coming off private, you know, and, yeah. and arrive, that is, I mean, it is, and everything is is is, is, is you know, stream, stream. So everybody look at that. Oh yeah, and it's another one that yeah, that took place. And believe it or not, they were shipping some. Uh, one was shipping money. Money. Pure money. This was, matter of fact, it was somewhere like, uh, and as a matter of fact, it was the uh, federal government. Ah. Uh huh. And it was like seven bags of nothing but money. Wow. And you had guards everywhere. When you say guards, you couldn't get close to anything without them guards right there. They would just swarmed around there. That that was probably the, one of the bizarre things. I said, why would you do that? You know, but they were on the plane, and I think with no other passengers on there, and et cetera, but it was a special plane, private plane, carrying nothing but money. Wow. In several different, it must have been seven or eight or nine suitcases full of money, and I was shocked that 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 that, that would happen, you know. And I said, "Golly, that was that was that was that was, that was something." It was eye opener for me. Now, I didn't think you would do that. When a private plane comes in and and you're taking the luggage off and so forth. Do, uh, ever get tips or anything? You ever get a- anything from someone who is well, more higher up than us? Well, the that would be the sky cap. See, I was the internal. I, I was not the. You, uh, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't do a tour at all as a sky cap, not even for a little while. No, no, no. I never, never. That, believe it or not, that's contracted out. They, they're oh. not part of the major, uh, major airline. I was, I was, uh, you know. Full time, part time, uh, permanent person. So I, I, I wasn't uh, privileged to to tips. I wish I, I was. But we saw a lot of celebrities. But here's another thing in, in Las Vegas that happens is on Thursday. Everybody knows the, the uh, Thursdays because you'll see a lot of the parlors. You'll see a lot of the people who work at the airport. They'll go and hang around a lot of the gates because that's the day that the Orange County 
uh, I guess you call the, uh, well, let me see, it's these very attractive people, females, okay. that are extremely, extremely attractive when I say that. And everybody gather around and watch them come off the plane. Okay. And the not only the, the employee knows it, but the employee wife knows that this has happened. It, uh, and everybody sit there with the mouth open and gapping, and <laughs> you should see that. I mean, <laughs> well, it is Vegas. Uh, I mean, it is Las, you know, Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah, that's I mean, right. It's yeah. Las Vegas, and they're coming from Orange County, believe it or not. And this, I mean, and they, and they, and, and the ladies, they know that too, because they they dress in such a way that I mean, they they're just so. Beautiful in terms of what they dress, and everybody, and everybody, just, just, just wait to see that moment. I like that. What's, <laughs> the, what's the busiest time of the year oh, in yeah. Las oh, Vegas? Yeah. What, what's the busiest time? If there is a busiest time, it seems like it's always going. So, oh yeah, yeah. The spring and, and summer is, is where you're going to get uh, uh, your business time, and then during the. Um, the early part of fall, that, that's when you, it's a really good time because, again, it's not too hot and yeah. it's not too cold, and you can get a lot of conventions that comes in here, and, and boy, that, that, that's a good time. Uh, it's, it's a good time for, for, the, for the city because they're going to get you know, a lot of spinachers there. Yeah, but uh, it's not a good time for if you are trying to get a seat because you're going to have a, a lot of time when those big conventions come in, you know, if you're not part of the con- convention itself. You can understand. We're talking to Joseph Williams. He has written the book, Who Do You See in the Mirror? is about where your luggage goes from point A to point B. And we've definitely had a fine time with this. I'm your host, John Abley, back in a few moments. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. For a lighthearted look at issues affecting seniors, the baby boom generation, and their families, including finances, care, the law, and decisions the over 50 generation face every day, tune in to WCHE's 50 Plus Planning Ahead. The show is co-hosted by elder law attorney Janet Colleton and Phil McFadden, co-owner of Homestead Senior Services. 50 Plus Planning Ahead airs Wednesday afternoons at 4.30 p.m. Janet and Phil will be joined by guests who will discuss what we do when we get older and how to assist our parents with their needs. So tune in Wednesdays at 4.30 p.m. for 50-plus Planning Ahead on your home for local news, talk, sports, and entertainment. WCHE 1520 AM. 
How many of you love to read? That's great, because there's a new show on WCHE called The Avid Reader, hosted by Sam Hankin. Mr. Hankin owns the Wellington Square Bookshop in Exton, and it's been named the best independent bookstore by the Mainline Today editors, featured on the cover of Chester County Life magazine, a featured article in the Daily Local News, and Sam Hankin has one of the most breathtaking bookstores in all of Chester County. Well, fortunately for all of us avid readers, Sam Hankin will be reviewing some of the best-selling books and authors during his show on Mondays at 4.30, right here on 1520 WCHE Radio. So tune in and call in Mondays at 4.30 for the Avid Reader Show, hosted by the owner and operator of the Wellington Square Bookshop, Sam Hankin. Every 28 seconds, a car in the U.S. is stolen. Don't become the next victim. In times like these, a little extra precaution can go a long way. Never leave your keys in the ignition. Always lock doors and keep windows closed. Equip your car with an alarm or other theft deterrent device. If you become a victim of auto theft, report it immediately to your local law enforcement agency. To learn more about protecting yourself from auto theft, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Life Unedited. Today my host is Joseph Williams. He has written the book, Who Do You See in the Mirror? Basically, it's going his seven years of working at the uh, Los, Ange- Las- Los Angeles, Las Vegas International Airport. And uh, Joseph, I got to tell you right now, I- I've had a blast with this interview. It- it's a lot of- I mix my shows up. I try to have serious. I try to have fun. This has been one of the better fun ones that I have done, I have to be honest with you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Even our general manager popped his head in and said, it's a good show. It's making him laugh. So that, you know, to me, that makes me happy. Now, what happens to unclaimed luggage? Where does it go? Does it go somewhere to die? I mean, what happens to it? Well, it, it goes to a storage place that if... During a certain period of time, no one comes and claim it. Then they take those items and, in some sense, they sell them, you know, uh, <laughs> to, uh, you know, so some, you know, ridiculous price, and, and that's what happened. But theoretically, it does stay there for a period of time. Uh, I, I don't know exactly, but I know it, it stays there for at least, you know, three or uh, uh, four months or better oh. than that. And if you, if no one has picked it at the end, that's when it goes to a some kind of a, 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 a garage sale, I, think. I, I, I call it. <laughs> how long does that happen? I mean, how often does that happen? Oh, that happens a lot, really. <laughs> a lot, lot than you, than you, more than you, you thought, thought it would happen. I mean, I was surprised to see, you know, how many bags that didn't, didn't come unclaimed. You know, I, I don't know what happened to the person, uh, but uh, it's kind of unusual. If you lost a bag, you would think that you would continually to search to try to find that Yes, bag. I would. I want to know where my underwear is. Absolutely. I mean, do you would you go out and buy some more? Yeah, <laughs> I got that. Yeah. that. No, but that does happen much <laughs> much uh, frequent than you would think it would happen. Uh, now, here's another one. You got a plane that sat on the tarmac's been sitting there five, six, seven hours. Is it sitting there one of the reasons because you guys have to unload it and you don't want to unload it? 
Well, <laughs> yeah, a little of both in some sense. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew there was, I knew there was right. somewhere to put blame on you. I knew it. That's right. I mean, you know, again, you got to put that human factor back in. Hey, gee whiz, uh, you don't want that little You know, and we, and we had one guy up there that sometimes depends upon the weight of the of the bag. Okay. <laughs> if, the, if the heavy ones, yeah. uh, if you got more seniority, you're probably not going to do it. If you got less seniority, you're going to sit up and say, hey, let that one that doesn't have a lot of seniority, he, he moved that bag. <laughs> you know, so somebody do that. Well, I, I can understand it. Thinking about it, you know, they, yeah. the air, the uh, the airlines always say it's you know it's uh, they want to keep the the uh, airlines going. You know, they want to keep everything in the air when they have these these downtimes, five, six, seven, maybe twelve hours. I feel I feel heavy a combination. I figure you guys are sitting there somewhere going, well, we already loaded it. <laughs> we really don't want to unload. I, I can just imagine the conversation that goes yeah. on with you guys. Yeah, you can say that again. And, and the, uh, another embarrassing thing is that when you have loaded load the plane mm-hmm. and the crew did not show up, and then you have to say, uh, we're going to have to unload this plane, and we don't want them to to actually look out that out the window and see Oh, while we unload it, it's because we don't have a crew. You're going covert. <laughs> You're doing covert unluggaging. Yes, 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 absolutely. That's right. <laughs> now, now help me with this one. Why are the pilots, pilots, and the crew not showing up? Is this they, they don't they don't expect it? Well, sometimes it's not not that far uh, because a lot of times they they are either in in the east mm-hmm. and they either. Uh, there's got some weather, you know, when Mother Nature come in, everybody has a listen, and that crew is, is, is not going to be, you know, be able to show up. The other thing is that, because, you know, there is a regulation that you can only fly for so many hours, and you have to have so many, you know, that so, I understand. Uh, so break. So when you don't have that fresh crew there uh, in, the, in the right spot at the right time, and, and uh, due to either that or them not, uh, being able to, they overslept, and uh, that happens. <laughs> Believe it or not, and didn't catch the plane that should take them to the right location where they need that crew. That that usually ha- happens, just like uh, you know the regular thing of uh, coming in late and, and you know, got caught in traffic or whatever the case may be. It, they didn't have a have a crew, and that's uh, embarrassing sometimes. I bet it is. It would definitely it actually happened on on my way to uh, my wife and I. We got married in Maui. We actually had that problem. And they tried to blame it on the weather, and I remember looking at the screen and going, it's clear weather between here and California. Well, we're expecting something. I go, no, you're not. It's, it's the crew thing, and she didn't want to admit to it. That's now, right. Now, That's now, right. Now, now, just on a side thing, I'm curious. Who cleans the bathrooms on the plane? Okay, the... Uh that's also that's also contracted out. I bet it is. <laughs> yeah, that's contracted out. But there is a person that. Oh yeah, there are a lot of airlines that do it themselves. I mean, they have that truck that drives, you know, drives up, and and you can see them because they have what's called those face shields. <laughs> those face shields. And we have had it now, believe it or not, now. And they have it called that blue juice. The blue juice is the one that uh, you know keeps everything you know uh, on the right correct. 
correct order, you know. But uh, you don't want to get in that blue juice uh, on you when you do that, et cetera. Now, of my seven years, I never had to do that, believe okay. it or not. I, I said that was one thing that I just said, hmm, let me see if I can get out of this. <laughs> but but it, it, it didn't have to be. But, yes, there's a lot of them do uh, work directly for the airlines, and, and they have to and they have a special truck. And you have to be really uh, uh, careful with that because in bagging up, there's not but one other thing other than the person themselves can touch that plane. Oh. And they have a little, little little flag that goes up and et cetera when they're backing up, and it would touch that plane just a little bit, you know, to make sure that they don't really jam the plane, you know, and et cetera, things like that. But you got to be very careful uh, when you are uh, unloading the uh, the, the, the bathroom and getting getting that you know oh, this that is too good. Wait, this, uh, yeah. Yeah. This, this interview's been too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joseph, real quick, tell us where you can get the book again. Okay, you want to go to www.drjawcsms.com, and I also have a special on that uh, website for my newly released ebook. It's only five ninety nine, and it is that's the book that is right now the highest, second highest rated book in the U.S. now. So you're gonna want to uh, take a because uh, it's not gonna stay five ninety nine for no more than about three or four months. I, so you want to go in and get it, you know, get it now uh, before that special uh, ends. I love it. This is this <laughs> has been too good. We've been talking to Joseph Williams. He has written the book. Who do you see in the mirror? It goes through his seven years working at the Las, Las Vegas International Airport as a baggage handler. And we've been following this story for the last 60 minutes. What happens to your luggage? Joseph, thanks for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for asking me. I really enjoyed myself. I, I appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you soon again. Okay, thank you. Uh, was that a story or what, Brent? Brent, was that, that a story? Was I mean, funny. Was, wasn't it funny? That I kind of wish I hadn't heard that because now I'm scared of airports. And well, I'm going to make sure I double. If you complain, then they're going to ship your stuff. Hey, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they're in control of that and you go nuts, you're going to end up, because what are they going to do? They can't come back to get you. Yeah. Pretty much a done deal. I'll tell you, we do the different shows here, don't we? You definitely do. We are all over the board and we do Life Unedited. That, hence the name, Life Unedited. It's a little bit of everything. From A to Z, we give you the... Uh, the uh, sexual backgrounds of different people, and we give you comedy like uh, this book, Who Do You See in the Mirror, written by Joseph Williams. Please get it if you get a chance. It is a scream learning where your luggage goes. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. <laughs>